Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa. As she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmasterradio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan, and it's wonderful to be with you today. I'm glad you could take time out of your busy day to join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. And as you know, if you're a listener of the program, You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, some statistics that I think will kind of blow your mind. It's around blogging. Did you know that more than 12 million American adults currently maintain a blog? I had no idea. I had no idea that that many people had that much time on their hands to actually blog about their daily lives. Um, more than 57 million of those others of us actually read blogs. Um, 6% of the entire U.S. population has created a blog. And we already know this. Tons of us use the Internet. More than 147 million Americans actually use the Internet. When it comes to blog creation, it is very hot, as we all know. In fact, I've had a few power bloggers on the program talking about this, but over 120,000 blogs are created every single day. So if you don't like the blogs that you're checking out today, just wait till tomorrow. There will be 120,000 more of them. And we spend about 23 hours online each week if we're a blog reader. So that just means we're a heavy, heavy, heavy consumer online no matter what, whether it's blogs or trolling sites or chats or just looking at um, online videos. Now, the average visitor to a mommy blog, and that's a particular kind of blog, as we know, is 29 years old. She makes about 70000 or at least has a household income of about 70000 and reads as many as five blogs a day. She's fact, she's about spending four hours a week on those sites. So she's a pretty captive audience. She, we know that she's really thirsty for information. She's seeking it out. And if she is a mom, she is definitely spending a ton of time online. 32 million moms are online. That's 18% of total Internet users. That's, eMarketer tells us that. And by 2010, that number is going to continue to even increase even more. At least 101.7 million users. And as Generation Y women begin having kids, that percentage of online moms is going to go even, even higher. So um, we know this already. We know it's huge. We know that there's lots of consumers out there of blogs and Internet. Um, It's only going to continue, and we know that the moms are really dominating um, the Internet. So the Kate Spade Shopper is the purse profile for the day, and this is a huge online shopping person. That's why I called her the Kate shopper. She may never actually go outside of her house to shop, but she does love to shop. She's about 35 years old, a mom of three, married, household income of about $60,000. There's more than half a million of them out there. Uh, They are employed part-time, and they're very into fashion. 
they want to be unique. They like to make a fashion statement. They want to do unconventional things. They like to express their personality. They're very optimistic about life. Uh, they try not to worry too much about the future, and they look for experiences. They believe that they should seize opportunities in life. They like to take some risks. They're into novelty and change, and they do like to indulge their kids, and they like to, um, you know, kind of say yes to their kids a lot. They want to indulge them in those little non-essentials. They're out there shopping at Macy's, Kohl's, and Nordstrom's, Old Navy, Pottery Barn, Victoria's Secret, The Gap. They're driving Volkswagens, Toyotas, Chevys, and Chryslers. And when it comes to designers, yes, they love their Kate Spade, their Ann Taylor, their Calvin Klein, and their Liz Claiborne. Now, if you're a marketer and you're wondering where you can connect with the Kate Spade shopper, especially knowing that she doesn't get out of her um, office or out of her home very often, you can imagine that her top media uh, choices will be online. MySpace.com, Blockbuster.com, iVillage, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, eBay, and Disney, because remember, this woman has children. She's also reading a lot of magazines, In Style, Glamour, Better Homes and Garden, Entertainment Weekly, People and Good Housekeeping, and Parenting. She's watching cable like Lifetime, Oxygen, SoapNet, HBO, and Bravo, and also watching some primetime television, Entertainment Tonight, Grey's Anatomy, Access Hollywood, Desperate Housewives, um, Trading Spaces, and Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Well, today I'm talking to a woman who knows a lot about moms, in fact, trillion-dollar moms to be exact. I'm very excited to welcome Maria Bailey to the show. Maria, besides having an absolutely fantastic first name, is founder and CEO of BlueSuitMom.com. She's the mother of four and a former Fortune 100 executive, but Maria is one busy woman. Um, Her focus is really on helping other busy moms, those moms that are trying to balance their family while maintaining a career. Mom is the host of Mom Talk Radio, which is a syndicated radio show for moms, and she's also the host of the Balancing Act on Lifetime. She's the creator of her own line of products called Smart Mom Solutions. And, of course, she's the author of a variety of books all about the topic of mom, marketing to mom, getting your share of the trillion-dollar market, Trillion Dollar Moms, Marketing to a New Generation of Mothers, and the soon-to-be-released Mom 3.0. I'll be talking with Maria when Purse Strings comes back in just a minute. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? 
it. They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at seoseek.com. Domain Masters. Andrew Miller, Mike Zaplin, and Rob Monster. Talk a little bit about some of the current domain strategies that are going on. With Network Solutions putting up their GUIs database, it created a marketplace. If we can, with patents.com, we're going to be able to translate 30 million patents into 15 different languages and create 450 million documents able to be spidered and indexed with the search engines. Domain Masters. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm so excited to have Maria Bailey on the show today. Maria is the founder and CEO of BlueSuitMom.com and the author of numerous books, including Trillion Dollar Moms, Marketing to a New Generation of Mothers, and her latest one, Mom 3.0. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you. I know that you're traveling today, so I'm really excited that you can make the time. Um, I want to talk a little bit about BlueSuitMom.com. I know I was doing a little bit of reading, and I uh, understand that you launched it back in 2000, aimed at working women. Do you feel like there was just a really big market of women out there who still needed some help and trying to juggle that career and that family at the same time? I did, and although the marketplace of working mothers has drastically changed since um, 2000, I, I still think there are women out there who are working in different ways now. Originally, when we launched Blue Suit Mom, it was for um, that corporate mom who was leaving the home every day, leaving her children behind, and going to um, a job outside of the home and trying to kind of do it all with the kids and uh the career and everything in between. Yes, I can certainly relate to that, and I'm sure many listeners out there today can relate to that. I mean, obviously, BlueSuitMom.com is still incredibly active eight years later. Do you feel like that it's changed over the last eight years, your focus on all of that? You know, I think um, I think it's changed as the marketplace has changed because now when you look at how moms are working, there's really – Oh, several categories of working moms. There's women who, thanks to the Internet, are running businesses out of their home. There's women going into traditional working places outside the home. So we've really, I guess, we've tried to keep up with the the market and our audience's needs, which is 
you know, we're all still trying to balance and juggle a lot of things, but the way we define work now, whether it's part-time, flex-time, co-op, owning our own business, being home-based, um, being an entrepreneur, it, you know, we've tried to keep up with that definition of work. Right, and work and when it happens, too, because now right. the technology, we're, we can work around the clock if we want to or, <laughs> isn't or it great? not. I guess that's the beauty of technology. <laughs> yeah, isn't it great? I think all these things to keep us connected have actually increased our, our work day. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, it, it, it certainly has for me. I feel guilty if I'm not checking my BlackBerry every 15 minutes. But, and I know that your latest book, Mom 3.0, is kind of about the evolution of technology in moms' lives. Um, congratulations, by the way, on the book. Uh, thank you. It's, it, it was a hard book to write because it is focused on technology, and technology is changing so quickly that by the time I would finish one chapter, I would have to go back and add something new. I, I mean, I finished the blogging chapter, for instance, and before I could finish that chapter, suddenly I needed to write about Twitter, and suddenly I needed to write about something else, you know, so it was a hard book to write. I can only imagine, because I know trying to stay on top of technology myself, I feel like I need to be reading, you know, 20 blogs a day and and almost being my own IT person, and so I feel kind of incompetent, so to write a book about it, how did you go about really arming yourself with all the latest and greatest information? I would manage that would be like the biggest challenge. Well, I, you know, I, um, I, first of all, I focused my attention on the technologies that moms were using. And quite honestly, what's interesting is moms, because they're such multitaskers, they're actually pretty much early adapters to technology. And sometimes they're bridging technology together to create kind of ecosystems of technology before the actual application software or platform exists. So um, I was able, I guess, to kind of focus my attention on those technologies that moms are really kind of leading the charge on, blogging and vlogging and video casts and even mobile applications. Yeah, I know at the top of the show I was talking about the the enormous appeal of blogs and I I I do see their appeal appeal and obviously I'm online just like everybody else checking it out. I do not have my own blog. I think I may be the only person in America who doesn't. <laughs> but um but but even that's changing. And you know, can you talk a little bit about where you think technology is migrating, especially when it comes to moms and what they're using and where you think that it's it's going to take moms? Yeah, you know what's interesting? I have so many people that ask me I don't get this whole blogging thing, you know, where, why are they doing it? And who in the world has time to sit there chronicling their lives, you know? But if you think about blogging, it is the perfect conversion of a whole bunch of behaviors that moms have demonstrated throughout their entire lives. You know, how many, how many of these young 25-year-olds and 30-year-old moms used to keep diaries when they were, you know, six and seven years old or, you know, into their teens? Well, really, that's what blogging is. I mean, it's it's a diary. It just so happens that it's online. You know, moms love to share information. Okay, so now you can have a diary and you can actually share it with a whole bunch of people all at once, you know. Um, Twitter. Twitter is totally being driven by these moms who are micro-blogging and can send out a play date message to, you know, 
50 followers all at once. So I think um, the technology is more almost, it's an innate behavior with moms, and it's a way to keep up with all of the things that they have to keep up with in their daily lives. So it's um, a tool of necessity, but it's also something that's inbred in their behavior, sharing and chronicling. And also, motherhood is a very lonely thing. You know, if you're sitting in Iowa in your living room with a newborn and you're feeling all alone about colic, well, suddenly you blog about it and you might have 100 people saying, you know what, I'm going through the exact same thing. So it's a, a lot of validation. Well, I, I agree, and I think it does form a community. It, it force feeds us. Um, it forces us to form a community. But, you know, I think more and more women have found that it's, it's not only sharing their ideas, it's also selling a little bit. They're making some yeah. money out of this, too. Advertisers have obviously leapt all over the mommy bloggers. And do you feel like this infiltration of advertisement into what's been almost like this um, transparent diary, so to speak, as you describe it, that that people are now becoming skeptical of what they're actually reading on these blogs, that they think that it's really impacted what moms are writing. Well, you know, I have to tell you, in all of my years, a decade of writing books on marketing to moms, I have never seen such frenzy going on as I have with blogging and using blogs for for marketing and advertising. I think that right now it's an emerging medium that companies are trying to get a hold of. And then what you just mentioned, the accidental businesswoman. I mean, many of these women just started their blog just simply to chronicle their, you know, their motherhood. And suddenly they're faced with, wow, what do I do with this free vacuum? Or, you know, what do I... What am I supposed to do when they want to pay for me to come to California to learn about their product? So I really think there's a lot of discussion going on. Some of it's quite heated in the blogosphere. And I, I think that it's still emerging like any new technology. I mean, remember in the late 90s when people were launching websites and trying to figure out how do I monetize what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Well, that's for the most part going on in the in the blogosphere with moms. So Many of them are now setting up review sites and review blogs and product blogs so they can can remain transparent to their audiences. Well, and and this is happening across generation as well. I mean, I know we're talking about mommy blogs, but I know that boomer women are participating in this type of activity. Um, I mean, we're really seeing the impact across generation. And, you know, I know in Trillion Dollar Moms, you, you've been talking about, um, in that book, which came out in 2005, the generational shifts that have impacted the buying behaviors of today's mother. Um, and, and, in fact, you know, I believe this is the, the largest number of living generations ever in American history. You did a lot of research for Trillion Dollar Moms. Can you talk a little bit about what your research uncovered? Yeah, you know, Maria, you're absolutely right. This is the first time in history that we've had three distinct generations of mothers. And, um, you know, the way that I always kind of visualize it, think about um, Joan London and think about Britney Spears. These this, these are two women from very distinct generations, but, however, they have children of the same age, you know. So, <laughs> so how do you talk to Joan London and Britney Spears in the same, you know, language? Um, what we find is they have different attitudes 
However, they become peers to each other when they're interacting on a platform where there are moms. So if Joan London's at Mommy and Me class sitting next to Britney Spears, they're going to start talking about the same products. They're going to be um, looking for the same types of solutions. So they act more alike in their role as a mom. Um, they'll start to adapt the same technologies and adapt the same outlets for for their um, information. Um, you know the the Gen Y mom that's sandwiched in between those two, the Boomer and the Millennial. They're pretty independent when they make decisions, but then if you look at the Millennial mom, it's all about the list, you know, and and having the largest group of friends on MySpace, or you know, it's not you know, being an army of one, it's being a list of many. So word of mouth marketing is really, really important um, when it comes to the millennial mom. The um, Gen Xer tends to be a little bit more independent in their decision-making process because many of them were came out of divorced households. So they had to gather information from a lot of different places and then independently make their decisions. Mm-hmm. So really it's about knowing where the mom is in her specific life stage, correct? So whether she has younger right. children or older children or she's ready to be an empty nester. I mean, that's really what you're recommending. Absolutely, yeah. Know the age of her child because if you know the age of her child, you basically can figure out what she's doing on a daily basis in her life. You know, is she doing flat stanley projects because she has a second grader and most second graders read flat stanley and have to do a homework assignment to it or is she looking at colleges and and soon to become an empty nester Mm -hmm. and how does that translate for advertisers out there who i think up until fairly recently have done a really poor job at talking to moms i mean they've kind of stereotypically approached mom as you know the the mom who's married with 2.5 kids. I mean, how how would you recommend to them that they ferret out who they go after and how do they talk authentically to this woman or speak authentically to this woman? Well, you just hit on one, and that's being authentic. Um, you know, if you look at today's mothers, they really, you know, we have had a decade now where we have been able to customize our coffee at Starbucks. We customize our teddy bears at Build-A-Bear. We customize our TV with TiVo. And you know what? Today's moms are customizing motherhood as well. That's why you hear all these new terms, yoga mom, down on the floor mom, granola mom. It's because everyone's deciding, you know what? I'm going to keep a little bit of my own identity and I'm going to make motherhood whatever you know I want it to be. So for advertisers, you got to be real to the mom. And, um, and you have to present solutions rather than just features to your product. You know, so many advertisers will, um, you know, let's say it's a paper towel, you know, for instance. They'll talk about the absorbency or how many fibers are in it. When in reality, whatever kind of mom she is, she just wants to know, okay, is it going to save me time? Is it going to be dependable? Is it, you know, an opportunity for enriching my life somehow? Is it going to give me some balance and, and bring chaos, you know, some some clarity to the chaos I'm living. So a lot of advertisers forget about that moms are just looking for solutions and they need to know the benefit that that product gives to their particular life, however they customized it. Right. And we all know the problems will change for moms as their children grow a little bit. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about how companies can really 
kind of grow with that mom, you know, from maybe even before the birth of her child all the way through the child actually leaving and going to college and some things that they can do. So when I come back with Maria Bailey, we're going to talk about working with mom through generations and working with mom as her children's grow, children grow in just a minute when Purse Strings returns. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Uh, Mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. It's time to do your thing, affiliate thing. The Affiliate Summit videos, it's great. I actually watched the session that I was in. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, and I, I saw in your video that your feet hurt. Um, well, you know what? That day, I don't know. I had some boots on that were uncomfortable, and I was just, you know, not going to stand up anymore. So those boots weren't made for walking? They were not. Thank you, Nancy Sinatra. Affiliate thing. Dig it. I broadcast Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm SEO 101 is now in session every Wednesday and Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern 10 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman here's your host Maria Retan we're back. I'm talking today with Maria Bailey, founder and CEO of BlueSuitMom.com and author of Trillion Dollar Moms, Marketing to a New Generation of Mothers, and her new book, Mom 3.0. And Maria and I have been talking a lot about uh, technology and mom and connecting with mom and speaking to mom in authentic ways and really figuring out what her child's age is so that we can speak directly to her because that's the bond that kind of connects all the women together if we can find out if they're, they've got newborns or they've got preschoolers, they've got elementary school age children. And right before the break, Maria, 
um, I was kind of moving in the direction of how companies might be able to connect with mom, maybe even before she's contemplating motherhood or maybe she's just starting to think about it, and, and grow with her through all of those phases. Because I know loyalty is one of those things that is really pretty fickle these days. Women are mm-hmm. very willing to try different things. So how do companies hang on to these moms as their needs and, and their lifestyles even change as their children change? Well, for those brands and those companies that have a product that can grow with mom, um, the good news is is that our research shows 90% of them will stay. If you meet their expectations, they will stay with you because they don't want to reinvest the time of trying to have to try a new product or uh, make another trip to the store or whatever that change will entail. So the good news is, they're loyal if you meet their expectations. Now, if you are a product that needs to change with moms, you you need to really get to know her because I always say that until you've really walked in the shoes of a mother, you don't know. You could have designed a product for a prenatal mom, for instance, and not even realize that she's using your product well after the delivery of her baby. Um, So many people, particularly companies that um, are in technology and they're run by engineers, they see a product, they create it based on their ideas, but they don't follow it through to see how mom, who is a multitasker, may be multitasking with their product. I'll give you an example. Um, rubber-made containers or plastic containers, whatever brand they are. You know, my research shows that moms are using them for crayons, for Legos, for scrapbooking, to separate, you know, Q-tips from cotton balls. They, they have a whole bunch of different uses for those containers. However, if you look at traditional marketing of those containers, it all refers to keeping your leftovers in them. So, you know, really they're that that company is leaving money on the table. You should be talking to her about, again, all of the benefits and solutions that your product brings to her life at different stages of her life. So um, really you need to get in and walk in the shoes and, and ask moms, you know, how are you using my product? Because you may find out she's using it in a lot of different ways than it was originally created for. And, you know, if she gets used to using your product, when our baby's one, she may find an application for it even when our baby's four, five, and six years old. So mm-hmm. I would say start with getting to know how she's really using your product. Well, and I th- what I hear you also saying is stay in contact with that mom. I mean, I think that so many companies, they put out a product and they say, well, here it is, come buy it, right. you know. And they don't ever go back to the people who actually purchase their products and ask, how's it working for you? How, you know, how are you using it? What, how might it be more beneficial to you? So it seems to me that they need to really connect with the end user as opposed to just throwing it out there and thinking there might be just a few uses for that. Well, you're absolutely right. And what you're talking about is developing a meaningful relationship with that mom. You know, just by the mere fact that she's a a woman, women love relationships. You know, we when we're dating, we want to know the next time the guy's going to call us. You know, we want to know that somebody's on the other end of the line. If we call customer service. We want to know that the person really cares about us. And and we 
we nurture relationships. We nurture them with our children. We nurture them with friends and family. And we nurture them with companies and brands as well. And we want the relationship to continue. Absolutely. If it's a good relationship, we do. If right. it's a bad relationship, <laughs> oh, I'm just wait for that relationship to end. I don't know about you, Maria. <laughs> yeah, the 20 people we're going to tell about that bad relationship. There's nothing exactly like that kind right. of marketing. So companies out there, don't don't make any enemies with women because that'll be the the last relationship you'll have. Let's put it that right. way. Um, Maria, tell everybody out there how they can find Mom 3.0. I know it's just out. Um, you can go to marketingtomoms.com or you can go to mariabailey.com and you'll find everything you've ever wanted to know about me, my books, my websites, and, and all of that right there at mariabailey.com. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Appreciate it. It's just so exciting uh, to read another one of your books. I can't wait. Um, well, I happen to be on amazon.com and I saw it was available there as well. So um, <laughs> looking so forward to it. Okay. Well, have a great um, day. before we go, I um, want to remind everyone that they can also check out bluesuitmom.com and you can also sign up for uh, an email newsletter as well. Uh, thanks again to George, my producer, for another great show. And joining me next week on Purse Strings Tuesday at 3 o'clock will be Lisa Kovner. She's the U.S. Director of Consumer, Consumer Marketing at Dermalogica. Those of you out there may have heard of Dermalogica, very natural approach to beauty and skincare. We're going to be talking to her about how marketing to women in a cluttered, competitive, and highly personal category can be very challenging in the beauty business. So stay tuned uh, for Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3. Until then, make it a good one. <laughs>